You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Everything's changing so fast these days, and that's a great thing. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load on our desktop computer. But now there's the Xfinity 10G network. That means the fastest Internet with faster speeds rolling out every day and Internet that can power a house full of devices at once with ultra low lag. So while one person streams a movie from their room, another can play video games in the basement while another TikToks in the kitchen. It's the next generation 10G network only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Episode 136 of the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. How is a deadly virus supposed to help the incumbent party politically? Somebody explain that to me. Let's start the show. We are now the defenders of the stronghold of democracy and of equal opportunity. Welcome to the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. I'm Chris Hahn, your host. Happy... Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, after Thanksgiving, depending on when you're listening to it. You might be listening to it on Saturday or Sunday or maybe even two weeks later. Well, happy post-Thanksgiving holiday to you all. Hope you had a lot of fun. I had a great turkey that I prepared myself. I had the family back in the house. Um, 90% vaccination rate, I would think, at my Thanksgiving party. So it was uh, pretty good. I got my booster shot today. Uh, feeling okay so far. Usually it's 24 hours later. You start feeling some effects of it. So uh, we'll see how I feel tomorrow. Uh, but I think I'll be okay. I, I was okay after the regular shots. I um, had about an hour and a half of chills uh, after the first shots. After my second dose. Got the Moderna again. Uh, so I'm, uh, you know, look, uh, we got this new variant coming out. Everybody's talking about it, so I'll talk about it here. Uh, Omicron, Omicron, sorry. Um, Okay, look, the GOP and the right-wing echo chamber has been suggesting that this is some sort of democratic plot to maintain power. I'm, I'm trying to understand for a minute how lockdowns, and shortages of things like toilet paper and other things and, you know, not being able to go out to eat or see your family at Christmas, which, you know, nobody's proposing that happens. But I, I don't I, I'm trying to understand how that would help a party politically. This is, you know, one of the parties in this country, one of the movements in this country, the conservative movement in this country, they really are. They're really just stupid. Their politics it's stupid, but, you know, as uh, David Korn pointed out last night, stupidity kills. And, yeah, I, you know, too many people are listening to this stupidity and they're like, ah, no variant. So they're not going to take it seriously. If they're not vaccinated, they're going to continue to be unvaccinated. They're going to continue to do whatever it is they're doing without a mask, without social distancing, without any care in the world. And they're going to some of them are going to die. Statistically, 
Well, let's be clear. There are 150,000 people who died since June that didn't need to die. And I'm telling you, those people were watching Tucker Carlson. They were listening to some right-wing nut. They were listening to people like Ronnie Jackson, who's a freaking doctor, was such a good doctor that he rose to the rank of admiral in the Navy and was the president's personal physician. But he insists, and, and believe me, I'm sure Ronnie Jackson knows he's full of it. I'm sure he does. But he can't resist playing to that audience of one. Trying to stir up the base. He has no ability to resist that. So he's out there, you know, pushing conspiracy theories on Twitter just to get some attention. Get me riled up, which he did. You know, he did. This isn't the first time Ronnie Jackson's got me riled up. Um, you know, it, it's a nonsense thing. I just don't understand how, you know, and, and I get Ronnie Jackson's playing to a dumb crowd. You got to be pretty dumb to think that it's, you know, a, a new strain that causes all sorts of chaos in the United States of America and around the world, cuts off travel, etc., is going to benefit the party that's in power right now. Democrats control the White House, the Senate, and the House of Representatives. Um, they are responsible. We, you know, we could play the game of, oh, uh, the Republicans have a, uh, a filibuster ability in the Senate. We play it all they want, but the American people don't care. They don't know anything about that arcane rule, which is why if we got rid of it, nobody would miss it. They're going to still hold you responsible for it. It's kind of nonsense. I guess they're trying to say, well, this is going to get them to a push for more vote by mail. Because they, you know, they don't like vote by mail anymore, even though vote by mail was a GOP thing until this till last till two years ago. Sorry, um, you know, absentee ballots. That was kind of the Republicans thing. It was kind of how they won in a lot of close races around the country. They were very good at it. Very good at getting, you know, little old ladies to fill out their absentee ballots. They had a whole campaign about it. Democrats tried to emulate it, but never could. So, yeah, up until two years ago, it was the Republicans who wanted to vote by mail. But, you know, know, let's not go there now. Uh, You know, no, no. In in the middle of a deadly pandemic, please, by all means, show up. (laughs) Show up in the middle of your deadly pandemic to vote. I'm just, I'm befuddled, I'm bewildered. I don't know how to even, um, I don't even know how to talk about it because it's just so stupid. It, It makes no sense to me. So, but, you know, that's their thing. Uh, let's be stupid. Let's do our thing. Uh, I have no guest today. You're just going to listen to me for a little while. Uh, not long. I'm going to do a short one. You know, Thanksgiving, I usually record my radio show on Thursday. So I, uh, obviously didn't record last Thursday because I had, uh, Thanksgiving at my house, 20 people, like I said, made the turkey myself, came out great. Uh, you know, look, I can't take all the credit for it. Uh, my butcher did an excellent job brining it. I mean, really good job brining it. It was perfectly brined. And, um, you know, I put it in the oven, started out 350, cut it down to 325, put it in, took it out just a little bit below 270, let it heat up. Man, couldn't have been better. I, I love turkey. Turkey's my thing. You all know that. I've talked about it before. I'm probably going to buy a couple turkey breasts over the next couple of weeks and cook them up because I, I've been eating turkey every day and I love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. And my uh, my father's new wife uh, made these uh, Italian rice balls, which I also love. I've been eating them every day. <laughs> and I've been eating pie. I've been eating a lot of pie. Uh, so New Year's is going to come around and uh, this guy is going to stop eating anything that uh, 
has any flour or sugar in it. So <laughs> get ready. Uh, that's coming. That'll make me ornery, which will be okay. So I've also been doing a lot of radio. Uh, for those of you who are not aware, I'm back on WABC. I've been partnered up with Curtis Lewa, who I uh, used to fill in for fill in with. He used to be the host of a show called Curtis and Kuby, which was a pretty popular show in New York for many, many years. And uh, I would fill in when Kuby needed a break. And uh, so I've been on uh, WABC in New York, and uh, it's pretty, been a lot of fun. been doing that on Sunday nights. So if you're in New York, uh, 3 to 5 uh, right now, uh, is when the show is. Uh, we're doing well. We're having fun. I think it's good radio. Uh, you should check that out uh, if you can. So, uh, you know, the other thing we should probably talk about is, you know, these travel bans. Now, I am I'm not in favor of travel bans. I am in favor of vaccine mandates for people getting on planes or crossing international boundaries. Period. Doesn't matter who they are either, by the way. You know, I, I, you know, I get this question a lot. Well, what are you going to do about migrants at the border? Make them get vaccinated. Yeah. Uh, you want to come in? You got to get vaccinated. Period. End of discussion. No discussion. If you want to come in, you're getting vaccinated. Otherwise, turn around. Go home. Period. Not that big of a, not that big of a thing to ask, frankly. We have vaccines. It's free. We'll do it right there. They should, you know, get a couple of people at the border to do the vaccinations. I'm all for that. But most importantly, you know, you're flying around the world in a singular tube. Ah. <laughs> you're flying around the tube, the world in an aluminum tube, breathing recycled air. There is uh, a very good possibility you are going to transmit that virus on the plane. And definitely bring it to the country you're going to. I got a great idea. Don't let anybody on a plane until they're vaccinated. And I get it. That doesn't necessarily mean that they won't transmit the virus. But it makes it significantly less likely that they will. They will have significant lower viral loads to begin with. So why isn't that a thing at this point? Why? I mean, why don't we have that mandate? Put them on a plane, get a vaccine, get a test when you get off the plane. But I, I mean, I don't think these bans, I mean, we banned people coming in from South Africa, but we didn't ban people coming in from Britain. And we know that the vi- the variants in Britain. So it makes no sense to me. I think uh, Biden's got to wake up on this and he's got to, um, you know, get real. I mean, we have to make sure that people are doing everything they can to protect one another. And I don't believe people are. And I think that having a mandate to cross into this country, have a vaccine. You want to come to America for any reason? For business, for pleasure? You just need a break from Canada or Mexico? Or you're just flying in for vacation? You need a freaking shot. Period. End of discussion. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. And when I return... Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, Biden going on the offense. Stick around. I'll tell you, that stupidity kills line. That's definitely the title of this podcast this week. So, um, again, I hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. I did hear a lot of, uh, you know, there was a lot of right-wing media saying that 
Uh, liberals want to cancel Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't want to cancel Thanksgiving. <laughs> Not even a little bit. It is my one of my favorite holidays, Thanksgiving, 4th of July, New Year's Eve, uh, in that order. Sometimes New Year's Eve, 4th of July, um, you know, Christmas then, of course. But, you know, more Christmas is more for the kids. And I think that when my youngest daughter leaves the house, it won't be the same. <laughs> so, um, but right now it's still pretty damn good. I mean, she's getting a little older now, so she's not like running down you know, not waking me up at 5 a.m. to go get her presents like she used to, but uh, but she still gets pretty excited on Christmas, and it's it's pretty cool. Um, so you know, let's talk a little bit about you know Democrats on the offense. Now, I I do not want to see Joe Biden behaving like the former president did, and name calling, and just to you know, just not living up to the air of that office. But that doesn't mean he shouldn't be going around the country trying to sell his plan and calling out Republican senators, like let's say in Wisconsin, you go to talk about a bridge that's falling down and you could talk about how Ron Johnson was okay voting against the funding to fix that bridge. There's nothing wrong with that. I would do that every freaking day if I was president of the United States. I go around the country to a place where there's a Democratic House member or senator and I call out the Republican that voted against it every single day. I'd find a new place to do that if I was Joe Biden. And, and, and I do think that there needs to be some people within the administration and maybe some key members of the House and Senate that are on, on TV uh, being a little bit more aggressive uh, in their attacks on Republicans and what they've been doing in this country, particularly, you know, some higher profile people need to be doing more to talk about what happened on January 6th. I, I loved it this weekend. When uh, Dr. Fauci was on the face donation and he was asked the question about Senator Ted Cruz saying he should be uh, arrested <laughs> for what he did or locked up or I don't know what, what language. And, um, and, and Fauci said arrested, really, and he laughed. And he goes, uh, you want to talk about that? Uh, why don't we talk about January 6th, Senator? I, I, I love that. Uh, and, and, and I think that there needs to be more of that from the left. Democrats think that they're going to solve their problems by putting out a white paper and America's going to read it and they're going to go, oh, this makes perfect sense. But it does not work that way in politics. Republicans have been appealing to fear and the lowest common denominator, and that has been a successful strategy for them for years. There is no reason 50% of Americans should be Republicans based on the way these people behave. They behave like maniacs, like animals. Most of these people, they don't even care. Most of the elected Republicans in the House of Representatives, they don't even care about accomplishing anything. Even when they were in the majority, they didn't care about accomplishing anything. They wanted to have a good press team to get them you know, media appearances and more Twitter followers. That's what they cared about. So how is 50% of Americans, not really 50%, but let's face it, uh, uh, too many, too many people who need things in their lives. Too many people who like the programs being passed by Democrats. They like the child tax credit. They like to see infrastructure built in their community. They like to see Wi-Fi connectivity in their communities. They want this. But they're still going to vote Republican because Republicans appeal to their fear. And they come up with catchy slogans. Well, how are we pushing back on that? With white papers, no, that's not going to work. We've got to get real. We've got to go on offense. And Biden's got to go on offense. He should go to a different district every day. 
where there's a Democrat and a Republican. Go speak with the Democrat. How Talk about how, you know, um, uh, this congressman voted for the bill, but your senator voted against it. Every single day. Send out Buttigieg. Send out Harris. Look, one of the things I loved about Kamala Harris when she was in the Senate was she was great with her knife. And I saw her cut up William Barr to the point where William Barr didn't ever want to come back to that committee, the Judiciary Committee. So uh, let's let her do that some more. Let's give her the knife and send her out. President can't do it. I think that's beneath the presidency. But uh, he can do what I was suggesting, and I think he should. I think Democrats got to be out there, you know, appealing to people and, you know, maybe even appealing a little bit to their fear. I mean, one of the reasons why we all came out in record numbers in 2020 is we were afraid of four more years of Donald Trump. Fear is, is the most powerful motivator in politics. It's a shame, but that's the case. That's what we have to deal with here. They are willing to appeal to the lowest common denominator. They are willing to exploit people's fear. I mean, and the media helps them, frankly. Where, you know, this smash and grab uh, epidemic around the country, it happened in like four places. And, and I get it. The people that did it were criminals. I said it on my radio show yesterday. They should be charged under the RICO statutes because this was clearly an organized cr- criminal enterprise going on there. There were multiple people uh, involved in these smash and grabs in broad daylight. Yeah, find them, charge them, treat them horribly. Use the RICO statute, put them away for a very long time. But did it re- did it require every media outlet in America to comment on it? You know, it was literally one of the top stories on every news channel. It wasn't just Fox, MSNBC, and CNN were right there too, talking about smash and grab. I, you know, I was explaining there was a couple years ago there was a thing called the knockout game. Couple of times across this country, there's 350 million people in America. Five people were punched in the face on videotape as part of some weird game that was going on, maybe in five places in America. But everybody in America was told about it, and everybody in America was on guard for it. And it was a 24-hour you know, news hit, you know, because there was video of somebody getting punched in the face. And now everybody in America should be worried about getting punched in the face because fear sells. It's a powerful motivator. Oh my God, I better watch more. I want to find out where people are getting hit in the face with the punch-out game. I don't even know how real it was, knockout game. I don't even know how real it was. I don't even know if these people really were getting knocked out in the knockout game or if this was just some sort of elaborate prank. We never got to the bottom of it. Same thing with these smash and grabs. I got it. They're real crimes. They have been reported. But are they coming to a town near you? Probably not, right? So it's, you know, that's the fear. The media plays right along with it. We're talking right now about COVID. Republicans are trying to capitalize on that instead of just trying to row the boat in the same direction to get us out of this crisis. If they were doing that, we would be done by now. We would be out of the crisis because we would be vaccinated at like a 90% rate now. I, I I don't know how anybody votes for them. I really don't. Other than the fact they have better slogans and they appeal to free, to fear. And nobody wants to do the work that is necessary to keep our democracy going. I mean, at the end of the day, if at the you know, if in the next year or two 
this democracy collapses, or 10, it's because people don't want to do the work. Oh, I like that guy. He says funny things. Oh, I like that Lauren Boebert. I mean, Lauren Boebert with her racist statement over the weekend. I don't even want to get into that. But it is, it is you know, people don't want to do the work. They want to read something in 240 characters. They don't want to have to, to read a white paper. Used to be people would read white papers. You'd, 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 you'd go to your website, find more information. People don't do that anymore. People want the news in 10 seconds. And the Democrats have got to get better at doing it in 10 seconds. We are fighting a war with weapons from the last war. And that is not going to win the war for us. If we want to save this republic, we better go on offense. All right. Well, look, I hope you all uh, appreciate your family and are spending some time this holiday season doing your thing. To my Jewish listeners, happy Hanukkah. Uh, I mean, uh, today is uh, day two, three, four, five, six, seven, or eight, depending on when you're listening. Uh, so I, I wish everybody a happy Han- Hanukkah uh, and, and look forward to uh, this holiday season because it's a great time of year. And let's hope that this variant is uh, is not as bad as it seems. Again, the media hyping us up and getting us crazy. I'm going to be talking about it until two weeks from now and say, nope, the vaccine's working with it, which I think is what's going to happen. So... Let's hope, anyway. All right. Uh, I want to remind you now, as I always do, to seek the truth. Question everyone and everything, even me. Seek the truth. I know it's out there. And I know you will find it if you look for it. And I'll be back here again next week to tell you the truth as I see it. I'm Chris Hahn. Thanks for listening to the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed.